Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Believe in Commanders fans, Commanders fans, Washington fans, Washington football fans? I don't know. All of the above. You're included. You're welcome. What's going on? It's Anthony Armstrong here. You got my man Brian Murphy down at ATL. We have ourselves a quarterback, or I'm sorry, OC and coaching carousel episode across the league. We get to talk about that, get to dig in a little bit. But first, let's hear from my man Brian Murphy. What's good, man? How are you? I'm good, yeah. I'm excited to talk about the coaching carousel. Even though the commanders haven't played a game now in in a few days and won't again until September, the news is never done. I I feel like there should be like carnival music with this carousel. I think it's it's just picking up. It's just starting. The you know, it's only January. It's just going to pick up from here. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yes, indeed. And I know uh, we're, we're going to get to our sponsor in a second, but I know one of the biggest things that always used to bug me was whenever you would see uh, people talk about Black Monday is the day that all these coaches get fired and families have to move and relocate to new areas. But the thing that you don't ever hear is the fact that they get all their money. Mm-hmm. I think as being a former player and having been in it, the real Black Monday are those cut days when you go from 90 down to 75 and 75 down to 53 because those dreams are are done. Those people may not ever get to play football again, and they don't necessarily get the entirety of their contract, but that's neither here nor there. That's for another episode in about yeah. eight months or so. Uh, but let's hear about our sponsor, Bet Online. That's right. I'm sure we can start to see best odds for, for new head coaches and all that kind of stuff. But Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Uh, the playoffs are, are still going on in the NFL. The NBA season is in full swing. NHL, MLB is coming up in a couple of months, even eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. It also features live betting, free contests. There's a UFC contest going on right now and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. I mean, last weekend was great football, super wildcard weekend. This divisional weekend is going to be exciting as well, but there have been some coaches that have already been relieved of their jobs. Uh, obviously, Cliff Kingsbury is out as head coach in uh, the uh, out there in the desert with the Cardinals. Um, they also got themselves a new GM, uh, Monty Asafort, I think is his name. He comes from Tennessee. Uh, but we're here to talk about just a few other things. We want to talk about uh, the Washington offensive coordinator position. Mm-hmm. That's the one that we're going to jump off with first and foremost and see some different rumors. There have been some names that have been thrown around. People that have been invited for interviews. Um, and we know this much, Martin Mayhew and that uh, representation of that front office, they say they would like to have a two-to-one run-pass philosophy. Uh, and they're also telling candidates to expect Sam Howell to be their starter, even though they're saying, hey, he's going to have to earn it, but Sam will show up as QB1. Um, first off, do you think that's a good thing to to tell these coordinators, hey, Sam's going to be your guy? I I think it's smart. I think that you I think the team is kind of 
setting up for how they're going to do the offseason, I think. I, I don't think they're going to spend big money on a quarterback like they did last year or a trade or that kind of thing. So I think they're they're being honest with offensive uh, coordinator candidates. They're saying, hey, Sam Howell right now is the only quarterback, you know, under contract or that, you know, we foresee being here for sure next year. Let's hear what you have to, to say about him, what you would do with him. Uh, because there's a good chance that he might be our guy. And if he's not, then we're, we're going to be in a whole you know different situation next year anyway. So uh, I think it's smart. I, I don't think that that is set in stone that he is the quarterback. And I don't think it's set in stone that they're you know going to make an offensive coordinator tailor their system to, the, to that guy. But I, I think it's kind of you know letting them know what is in store for this team and I think it's smart and I think it sets you up for free agency and for the season so uh, I I don't I don't think they want to sell a false bill of goods you know you know having an offensive coordinator come in thinking he's going to get a stud quarterback and you never know how things might unfold and there might be a deal that's just too good to pass up but I think they're they're living in reality right now and so I think it makes sense and um, I think it, it'll be good for these guys that are interviewing to to kind of talk about what they would do with a young quarterback and a quarterback that that we think has some skills. And so I think it makes sense moving forward. And I think it makes sense for where this organization is at right now. I'm with you on that 100 um, percent, especially we, I use the analogy of a chef going into a restaurant. Like you look in the pantry like, hey, this is what you got to work with. Okay, don't come in here trying to change the menu because we're not doing it. This is what you're going to have to work with. And not in the bad, not in the bad sense. It's just good to know uh, that we're trying to stick with what we have here. And and I like I like the direction of trying to actually develop a player. Uh, All too often it's been bringing a a quarterback from somewhere else, bringing somebody else. And oftentimes that doesn't work. I mean, it hadn't worked um, for for this organization for a while. Um, So, you know, now being able to have somebody that you've drafted, um, has been able to sit back and watch for a year. He played one game. Uh, now he can come into the offseason and be confident and say, hey, I'm going to get this start. But I like the part that they said you're going to have to earn it, though. Um, I do think you got to have a little bit of kinda, not controversy, but competition is the proper word, the proper C word there. Uh, you got to have a little competition just to make sure that you know you can keep that edge about you and know that uh, in this league they will find a different person. Um, to bring in. So I think that's good. But uh, I was looking on the NFL.com and a few names that they had listed that have, have already been either interviewed or have been asked for permission to interview. First one came up was Charles London, Atlanta's quarterback coach. That's right. Now, that one kind of came out. I, that was most recent. I guess I, I hadn't seen that one until this morning. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think the main thing is for me, at least looking at it on the surface, I imagine that they like what the Falcons did running the football. They were, they were a tough running football team. They almost took it to the commanders. It took a Marcus Mariota goal line interception for the commanders to beat the Falcons. But I felt like the Falcons kind of carved up the commanders uh, at at a point when the commanders had really been dominated against the run and and the Falcons kind of came in there and really put together a good game plan. So I'm imagining if I'm the front office of the commanders, that that's kind of what I'm looking at with with Charles London. I did some some diving. I, I was not familiar with him uh, either. And he, he's been around a, a bit. He's almost 50. So he's not like some young up and coming coach. Not that that's a bad thing. But I noticed that he uh, was involved with Chicago, with the Bears, uh, the Texans as, as running backs coach. But he actually uh, 
uh, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. He was with the, the Bears and the, the Texans, two teams that I feel like have run the football for a while now uh, mm-hmm. really well. And and I think that, that that's probably what they're looking at, and that's probably what they're intrigued by with his resume. And uh, if they really are committing to a run-first offense, uh, you got to like a guy that has done it well in a couple different stops. Yeah, uh, so I, I would say this is something that would – be more of a way to elevate Brian Robinson um, mm-hmm. and, and get him going in the right direction more so than what it's going to do with Sam Howell. Um, you know, I don't know much about, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. London, uh, but outside of it, I, I just, I've, I've been kind of more of a proponent of saying, Hey, you got to find somebody that's going to be able to do something in a three wide set. I, I, I feel like throwing the ball um, or at least having a, a good way to attack out of a three wide set works more for me. Uh, but hey, you know, I'm interested to see what he could do and hear how those interviews go. Uh, so he's a name that came up. Uh, another name came up, former head coach in this league, former Giants head coach, Pat Shermer, um, has had his name thrown around. We'll say he may have been interviewed already. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, it didn't excite me no. as, as much. Just, I think whenever you get into, somebody who's been at a head coach position and they kind of, they're kind of sitting there where you know what you're going to get from it, really. You know, uh, he may be, you know, good at working with quarterbacks and whatnot, but I don't think you're going to get much else, you know, too much creativity on offense, but maybe I'm just, uh, you know, I can only go off of what I've seen in the past. So that, that's my thought there. Not really, you know, didn't make me jump out of my seat and say, Oh yeah, that's the guy for you. But hell, you never know. What do you think? Yeah, a little underwhelmed, but, you know, I kind of think – and I want to talk about this in a second a little bit more, but I kind of think that this is kind of the lane that the commanders might end up in for a couple different reasons. But specifically to Pat Shermer, yeah, I was a little underwhelmed. I thought it was kind of boring. You know, for for all of the the high-powered offenses we've seen already in the playoffs, I, I don't think Pat Shermer screams that. I think they probably do like the fact that he's worked with guys like Sam Bradford and, and Nick Foles and, and Case Keenum. But I mean, do, do we want Sam Howell to be those guys or are we looking for him to be, you know, with, with some of these quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs? I mean, I just, I think that it's a bit underwhelming. I think it's, it would be a safe hire. I think there, there'd be nothing wrong with Pat Shermer. And I think that he'd yeah. put together some solid game plans, but I don't think that, I still don't think offense would be your calling card with with him on on the staff. So, yeah, I was not real overwhelmed with with that. Probably more closer to underwhelmed when I heard that. And um, I'm I'm just kind of curious. It seems like he's the the front runner right now of outside names. Uh, yeah. So yeah, not not real excited about that one. Um, you know, I hope that he is a fallback plan. I hope they really exhaust their options. But um, it kind of seems like that's one of the places that they're leaning right now. Yeah. Um, next person in the building. This is this was kind of a surprise that they were saying, hey, we're going to go ahead and interview somebody in the building. Ken Zampezi, mm-hmm. current quarterback coach for Washington, has been is going to be interviewed or has been interviewed for that offensive coordinator position. Um, I think that it's I think it makes sense to, to talk to somebody that's in the building. Um, but I also feel like if he doesn't get the job, you may lose your quarterback coach. Right. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. So what do you think? What are your feelings? Yeah, the the one thing, again, not very 
sexy, not really super exciting, but I guess the one thing that it would offer is stability. Mm -hmm. uh, probably a guy that has been talking to Sam Howell all season long. And so you kind of think if Sam Howell is your guy moving forward, or at least for next season, that would be good to be hearing the same voice. But then that makes me think, why didn't you just stick with Scott Turner? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it, it just, I don't know what this does. I, I don't know what Zampezi, you know, I know that he's been an offensive coordinator in the past with the Bengals yeah. and he's been a quarterback's coach and, and that kind of thing. And he has a pretty decent track record, but it just kind of seems like, I don't know what kind of changes that would be made that Scott Turner couldn't have done. And maybe I'm wrong yeah. there. I don't know. Maybe you can speak as a former player, maybe, maybe a position coach moving up to an offensive coordinator or to a coordinator position Wait. is a little bit different and they can add more of a flavor, but I just, I don't know. I, I would be a little confused with that move. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I can say that not all, not all um, position coaches necessarily agree with, what the offensive coordinator or their superior is doing. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you come from different areas, different trees, like you're going to have different mindsets about what you like, what you would like to do in these different situations. And that could be a good breath of fresh air. I mean, he may, you know, spend, if he spends more time with the quarterbacks, he may can see like, I like this for Sam how to do these things. I, I, I would do the offense this way. And he's getting to get up there and present that to Ron Rivera. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, is he the right? Would we? Would he be the right hire? I don't know. Um, I think it helped. It could help with a. You won't may not see as much of a step back, right? Uh, because you're talking to the same guy. You don't have to try to build a relationship with. And even though there are many many months before you know you have to go out there and get on the field again, um, relationship wise with the player and the people in the offense. Uh, it may be a smooth transition if Ken Zampezi is actually going to be the uh, offensive coordinator. So maybe that could be a good play. Um, yeah. it, 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 it would be one of those dark horses, right, where it's like you do it um, and then you kind of got to wait and see what happens, whereas other people would probably be bringing in a lot of hype and a lot of, um, you know, excitement behind it. So yeah. those well, are the three names. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he doesn't have a bad track record. I mean, from 2003 to 2015, he was the quarterback coach uh, with the Bengals. So he he had Carson Palmer into Andy Dalton. That's a pretty solid quarterback room for a good stretch of time. And then, you know, for the last couple of years in Cincinnati till 2017, he was the offensive coordinator. So he certainly has a track record and he obviously has a, a good relationship with with quarterbacks or at least a couple of quarterbacks. So I wouldn't hate it. I just I, I don't know. I I. I would love so much, and maybe this is what I was going to talk about a little bit earlier. I would love so much for this team to, to make a splash higher here. I think that they, they have the chance to do that. Now, the question is, are those guys going to want to come here? Daryl Bevel was, was rumored to be a guy that they were interested in. He turned them yeah. down. We saw what he did in, in Seattle, and now he's the, uh, the quarterback's coach or passing game coordinator in Miami. I would have loved to have seen him in there. And so uh, while as much as I want them to get a flashy name, you know, for something a little bit more exciting on the offensive side of the ball, I wonder if the commanders are kind of stuck in that Zampezi, Shermer kind of mold. If that's the, that's the kind of guy that they're going to get is a guy that's been around a while that is not, you know, really trying to elevate themselves per se up to an, a, a head coach. Yeah. I don't know your thoughts about that. Do you think that, that they're kind of going to have to pick from, not the the worst of the worst, but maybe not the sexiest of hires. 
Oh well, I mean, if I feel like if you get shot down elsewhere, then then yeah. Um, but you also kind of have to want to 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 get somebody that's outside that's going to be more of a not controversial, but like you said, a little bit more of a sexier pick. Um, well, reading the article, one that popped up today, a name that came up was Brian Greasy, mm. who is a quarterback coach. He's currently the quarterback coach out in San Francisco. And the article was was applauding him for his ability to help get Brock Purdy up to speed and have him playing really well. I mean, the guy was Mr. Irrelevant. Um, and he's obviously, I mean, he's taking the league by storm. I mean, you you would think that Brock Purdy was NFL MVP um, just off off of his play over these past few weeks. Uh, and, and kudos to him. He's been playing good ball. So Brian Greasy, his name, even though, you know, I don't think there's any reports of him actually being asked or his interest. He's only been doing it for one year. Uh, but having played the position, and then I go back and think about Mike Kafka and how he's kind of elevated, helped elevate Daniel Jones. Mike Kafka played the position. Yeah. Um, so there's some being able to like talk to somebody that has played it, and maybe you can, maybe it helps with the transition and understanding the offenses and understanding the reads of the defenses. So Brian Greasy is a name that that I think could be in there. Um, and another one guy that got fired out in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'm wondering about Byron Left, which is that a name that you're trying to look at? I mean, he played in this league for a while. He's he's been able to coach in and I'll say coach last work with Tom Brady because I, I feel like that relationship is more of a we gotta see eye to eye rather than you're coaching me how to do yeah. things. Um, but he's I mean he's and he's been underneath Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has had success calling plays, so I mean, if you if you get rid of this past season's performance, I think Brian Byron Leftwich has, has done a fairly good job um, at, at his role uh, in Tampa. So, yeah. I mean, that'd be a name I'd be interested to see how people come in and interview. Yeah, and I think that this time last year, Byron Leftwich was being considered and, and maybe interviewed for a couple of head coaching jobs. So we're only 365 days uh, past the time when he was look at, looked at as potentially the next up-and-comer for a head coaching position. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by that because, you know, the Chargers, they, they let go of uh, Lombardi out there his, uh, as an offensive coordinator, a name that people know. There's also a guy like Joe Brady, who I think is on the Bills staff, who uh, had a lot of success at LSU, kind of didn't work out as well in Carolina under Matt Rule, but you kind of wonder what he's learned in Buffalo working with Josh Allen. So mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. I hope that they exhaust all of these options before settling uh, with an in-house name like Ken Zampezi or kind of a, a retread like Pat Shermer. I guess that's my fear is I just I don't want them to to end up just calling a guy that they kind of have a relationship with. I hope that they really are exhausting all the options. And a guy that I think I mentioned maybe when we first found out Scott Turner was fired was uh, Brian Johnson. He's the quarterback's coach of the Eagles. And I like, you know, I like what I've seen Jalen Hurts, the jump that he's made. I mean, I think a lot of that is Jalen Hurts, obviously, but you got to think that the quarterback's coach certainly helps. He's been there since 2021. And I was looking back, I noticed this, I was looking back at his coaching resume uh, on top of being a college quarterback at Utah as well. You mentioned somebody playing the position. He coached the quarterback's at Mississippi State from 2014 to 2016, which means he would have overlapped with Dak Prescott. So okay. um, that's kind of an intriguing thing there that he worked with Dak Prescott, potentially kind of helped get him ready. I know Dan Mullen was a big part of that, but getting of getting Dak Prescott ready to be an NFL quarterback. But 
I just like the fact that some of these guys, some of these names that we're throwing out have relationships and have worked with some, some bigger names in the past and could be kind of exciting. And to me, it's kind of like, why wouldn't you try to, to sell out and get one of these guys? You kind of have nothing to lose, especially with a new ownership coming in. Ron Rivera's got to be thinking that way. So why wouldn't you want to make us a, a yeah. splash higher to kind of get this offense jump started? Yeah, yeah. And I think when you're trying to – I think what else could maybe hold some stuff back is – well, I think, number one, presenting that Sam Howell is going to be your quarterback, I think that probably limits a lot of people. Sure. Just off the rip, because, I mean, people were, we were talking about Nathaniel Hackett. And he probably would have to come, you know, try to lure Aaron Rodgers. And sure, you mm-hmm. know, A-Rod a- would, be, would be an upgrade. Um, no disrespect, but, I mean, hey, he's, he's, he's done it, it a lot. It is, right? yeah. But, you know, if, if you could get Aaron Rodgers for a year, I think he'd be pretty exciting. And then still being able to study and learn from him as you play, hell, I, I think you're going to get a much better Sam Howell and, and Taylor Heineke after having a year with Aaron Rodgers. But. Uh, you know, Hackett probably is, may not even be in the mix right now. So it's like you're kind of – you got guys that seem as if they would be okay with taking on the, uh, the the Sam Howell project and having him be their guy and be like, all right, that's fine. No worries. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, and, and with the thought process of having a two-to-one run to pass uh, offense, you know, that I think limits you uh, to who you're trying to work with as well. So um, – I think schematically, I'm more in a well, I don't mind the running side of it. I just, whenever you say two to one run, I think you're I trying to just go Powerball and you're just trying to be like Tennessee. Yeah. And I don't think that's, or I don't think that's really what this team is built for right now. I think you have some dogs outside that need to get the, the balls in their hand, um, you know, in, in space and being able to use their legs. And you got a quarterback, Sam Howell led the NCAA in passing. Like they have like the most career passing yards. He's shown that he can throw it. Um, I wouldn't want to limit him to just you know play action and then chunk it deep. Then um, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Sam Howell's game. I'm gonna look at that and see how he played against Dallas and see some good things that I like about it. But all in all, I'm with you. Start to turn up different rocks, man. There's got to be you know, some other guy. And, and hell, there may be some people on these teams that are still in the playoffs. You know, yeah. there may be some guys out there that they're willing to to talk with and see what they have in mind for their team. So um, that would be interesting to see. That yeah. would definitely be interesting to see. And, and you know, Zach Taylor is still in the playoffs. He kind of came from the the uh, the Sean McVay tree. And, and you see the, these coaches, Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, has his own tree and comes from uh, his dad's tree. Like the, the best way to get, I think, coaches is to go to a successful team. And I just hope that the commanders don't settle uh, for somebody. And and really, like you said, turn over every rock, turn over every stone, try to f- exhaust every option before for deciding. That That's what makes me think. I, and I, I tend to believe that they will. Um, and that makes me think that we might be talking about offensive coordinator candidates for a while. I hope that they don't settle and, and hire a guy, you know, this week just to kind of get him in the building sooner. I hope that they really take their time. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was after the Super Bowl, like you said, once all all the teams are a fair game and everybody's kind of available yeah. to talk to. Uh, I think that would be the smart way to do it because you, you, Ron, I keep saying it. Ron Rivera's got to get this right. Like if he, I'm sure he's not thinking, oh, this is my last year. He's probably like, okay, let me let me do so well that I can convince a potential new owner 
that I should stay on as the coach. I hope that he's thinking that way and that he takes his time and gets this right and doesn't just rush to a decision. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But but speaking of of more coaches out on that carousel, uh, one guy is coming off the sidelines. Sean Payton. He That's has right. thrown his name in the in the in the hat, and you see there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, it says Sean Pay. Ton. I guess you could say pay him a ton. He yeah, wants yeah. to get he wants to get paid twenty to twenty five million dollars per year to be a head coach in the NFL. Uh, I mean, he's got some interviews lined up already. I think the Cardinals are interested. He's met with the Broncos. I think um, the uh, the Panthers are, are another team that are in the mix as well. Uh, what do you think, man? Would you pay your head coach twenty mil? Uh, I wouldn't no, and it, it's gonna involve a trade, right? Like he's still under first contract. round pick compensation. Yeah, with with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, not me. I, I'm okay there. Uh, you know, the Commanders, I guess potentially could be looking for a coach. You know, it doesn't look like they're gonna be looking for a head coach, obviously. But yeah, even if they were, I don't think that this would be the move to make. Sean Payton has had some sustained success, but it's not like he was winning multiple Super Bowls. He won one Super Bowl. Um, solid, but I, I don't 20 million a year for a guy that's been out of coaching, uh, for a year. I, I don't see it. I, I, I would be a hard pass and, um, but, but that's just me. I, I don't know. Are you on board with that? Would you be doing that? Well, you know, I, before I say yes or no, I went and looked at the quarterback salaries for 2022. I just want to see who, who's making money. Cause I made a comment on Jordan uh, Schultz's page. And I was like, he, he sees that quarterback money. And he yeah. wants to get his cut. And, and you got to think, I mean, he was a guy that took, you know, Drew Brees, uh, took a chance on Drew Brees out of Alpha injury out of San Diego, obviously, and ended up having a prolific career. Um, some people say, oh, was that Drew Brees? Or was that Sean Payton? I think them two meshed together, uh, actually came out to a wonderful, wonderful marriage. But just a couple of the quarterbacks that are making well over $20 million per year. Frankly, Dak Prescott is sitting at $20 million. All right, these are not cap numbers. This is cash spent. $20 million, Lamar Jackson, 23 Matt Ryan, $24 million, Derek Carr, 25 Jared Goff, $26 million. Carson Wentz, we all know, $28 million. Ryan Tannehill, $29 million. Now, all them quarterbacks, except for Lamar Jackson, Lamar and, and, and Dak are the ones that are were in the playoffs. Lamar wasn't playing. Uh, but going up from there, Patrick Mahomes, $29.5, $30 million for Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, $40 million. And he just threw the ball two yards on a fourth and eight. Um, Rogers 41.9, Deshaun Watson 45 mil, Josh Allen 47 mil, Russell Wilson 57 million dollars, and Matt Stafford 61.5 million dollars. Now, if you're willing to pay your quarterback 20 million dollars per year and it ain't isn't even going to guarantee you anything, I feel like I would much rather pay Sean Payton 20 million and see if he can turn my player into a much better player. Overall, he's got to at least manage the whole entire team. So would I do it? It ain't my money. I would say yeah. I would say yeah. I would say yeah. He's got to be worth it because if you're going to do it, you got to make sure it's right. And 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 you also think to the fact that there there was a study that showed that NFL coaches or NFL teams have 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 spent like over eight hundred million dollars, some ridiculous amount of money in coaches. Yeah, coaches that have not finished out contracts, and those coaches get their money. 
Okay. Like, like Joe judge in, in New York, like he's still getting paid by New York. Like if you're willing to fire a coach after a season and still pay him well past and f- finish out his contract, Sean Payton's like, you're not just finna bring me in and then cut me like, no, pay me 20 mil. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a $20 million deal and we do it for two or three years and we keep it nice and short. But if if I feel like he's going to have a better effect of the guy that's on the field and the overall product, I think it would make sense to invest in the coach uh, rather than, I mean, so the Broncos spent a quarter billion dollars on Russell Wilson and they didn't get much out of it. You're right. Well, so let me ask you, I just found this article that was from Sportico. It's from the beginning of December. Um Top six paid NFL head coaches are Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh. That's of December. Only one of those is making $20 million, and that's Bill Belichick, who has seven Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, whatever it is. Is Sean Payton worth that? But I, but I, I don't think so, but it, it could be the going rate of coaches. It's kind of like quarterbacks. I mean, I don't think Derek Carr was worth the, the fat contract he got. Um, but it is the, the going rate, but I'm thinking like 20 million, I better be getting a bunch of Super Bowls. So if I'm paying that much, I better be getting a Super Bowl real quick. I, I feel like, I feel like you'd have a better chance the way that people are recycling coaches so quick. And You're I'm, right and I'm, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all for players getting paid. Trust me, I am. But when I look at the list of quarterbacks getting paid, like you're like, no, oh, this dude made 61 million. He made 57 million. Like Josh Allen's obviously in the playoffs. Uh, the next quarterback down, Patrick Mahomes, just under 29 and a half million. Ryan Tannehill, 29 million. He didn't even finish the season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. For me, uh, yeah, I'm with. It, I it's, hear it's, you it's, a lot, it's a lot of money. It, yes, it is, and I, you know, it's well above my pay grade. Um, but if you feel like, you know, Sean Payton can really affect your team and, and help elevate the team and get them to a level that, you know, that's going to be in the playoffs and fighting for Super Bowls, then I think you got to spend that money. I really think you do. I don't think that you're going to um, it, it obviously it doesn't work out to go and jump and try to keep spending twenty five, thirty million dollars on a quarterback because that obviously haven't, hasn't worked out for everybody. Um, all right. So it's January 19th when we're filming this. This um where do you think Sean Payton ends up of the head coaching vacancies? Obviously, there's there's Denver, there's Arizona, um, there's Indianapolis. Where are we thinking that he ends up? Man, I, I think that if I'm paying him 20 mil, um, I, I don't know if – I feel like Carolina is probably not going to work just because that's in the division. You know, the Saints, yeah. if anything, they're going to try to fleece them. They're going to be like, we need like a first. And they're going to want all these picks and just multiple, multiple things, even though Carolina would be very interesting because of uh, DJ Moore. Um, I think that he might be able to work something out with Sam Darnold. Um, who else did you say? You said Denver. So there's uh, Arizona, Denver, Indy. I, I don't know that Jeff Saturday is the, the long-term answer there. Uh, who else am I missing? The Texans. Um, I think the Texans they, would be interesting. He's not going to go back to the Saints, I don't think. I don't know if they're open or not. I don't know if they've decided. But anyway, yeah. The I Texans think, I, would be interesting because he, he has a number one pick. Right. Right, so he can get a quarterback or he can decide to work with Davis Mills. You got a young, scrappy team. 
Um, and I mean, they're, they're doing their due diligence at the head coaching position as well. Um, now, how far away are they from getting into the playoffs? I mean, I don't know, but I mean that I mean, right now you got to think the Jaguars are obviously the cream of the crop in that division. So, man, if I had to say anything, I'd think maybe the Texans, um, my, my other one would be the Broncos. That, that's what I'm thinking. I think he goes with Russell Wilson. He did his best work with a veteran quarterback in Drew Brees. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And, uh, I just wonder if the Broncos still have the assets to to pull off that move Shoot. after all they gave that's up. The, that's or, the Walmart. That's the Walmart Empire. True, they got true. the bread to do it. They got the assets to do it. I mean, they, they'll figure out the draft pick side of things, but they go have the cash. Yeah, they would definitely have that. Man, yeah, it's crazy to see these salaries though. And it's funny, you know, we're as, as we're wrapping up. Like this is just the beginning, right? Like there, there are probably going to be a couple other moves with with coordinators and and other hirings and that kind of thing. And we're already kind of stirring and getting going before the playoffs are even over. So NFL never sleeps. That's the way it always goes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But hey, who y'all? Who do you think? Who do you think? Where do you think Sean Payton lands? T- holler at us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. Let us know. We want to hear what you guys think, what's your opinion. Um, and and if you're a Commanders fan, what do you think that Washington needs to do at OC? That's that's a big question for me. Um, if you think that Anthony Armstrong needs to be written into the mix, uh, feel free to write my name in there. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it, though. Maybe not this year. <laughs> but I did. I did. If you're looking on YouTube. This is what I found. Oh, there we go. This is an old playbook. It is probably a 20 pound binder. I don't even know if they make four or five inch binders anymore. Um, but either way, I got an offense that we can install. Go. <laughs> got it right there, man. We can cool. knock this thing out. Bring Brian in. He'll be uh he'll be on the show as well. We'll Quality get him on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Set up cones or something for us. We'll be all good to go. (laughs) Love it. Well, yeah, let us know. And you can listen to us all the time on TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM Stadium, on YouTube here, all your favorite podcast platforms as well. So we appreciate you rolling with us. And it's just getting started. Even though it's the offseason, there's going to be plenty of news to talk about, whether it's the commanders, the NFL coaching carousel, and, of course, we've got the playoffs rolling along as well. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we appreciate Bet Online for always bringing us the show. Love those folks at Bet Online. Go check us out. Use our code BLEAV. Get your 50% welcome bonus if it's your first time. You can be up there for any contest. There's a UFC contest. If you want to wait till March, there's a bracket contest coming up too. So uh, catch you guys on the next episode. Leave us a like, share with a friend, and we will see you on the next episode. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.